When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time to play with pain. Hosted by Emmy-winning comedian and writer Jeff Cesario. Interviewing guests from comedy, entertainment, and sports. Plus, legendary sportscaster Chet Waterhouse. Don't worry, this shouldn't take longer than your average trip to Costco. And now, here's your host... Jeff Cesario. Ah, hello again, everybody. Welcome to Play With Pain, hosted by Jeff Cesario. His guests today, that which does not kill them, only makes them stronger. Adam Carolla, podcast producers Chris Laxamata, Gary Smith, and Matt Fondler. We'll be diving into some worst gigs in just a second. But first, time for the Waterhouse Update, sponsored by Eggclectic. A dozen eggs, a dozen different birds. NBA! <laughs> Lakers are so old they can't figure out how to set up their satellite receiver without their nephew's help. LeBron's gone Hollywood, he asked Quentin Tarantino to punch up the playbook. How about James Harden and Joel Embiid? Philly hasn't seen a duo like this since Gamblin' Huff wrote Me and Mrs. Jones. That's for everybody over 70. Memphis! Ja Morant's hair is cooler than Billie Eilish singing a song super soft. And the first place Miami Heat, like a TV anchor during a worthless high-speed police chase. They just keep coming at you. That wrap-up sponsored by Dick Tucker's Women's Clothes for Men. College Hoops! Hindenburg Weekend! Seven top ten teams down in flames. Wisconsin sits atop the Big Ten, dropping cheese curd and pretzel crumbs all over the rest of the league. Gonzaga loses to St. Mary's, immediately excommunicated by the Pope. That item sponsored by Nanazon Prime. Now get that stale butterscotch candy from Grandma overnight. NFL! So much drama around Aaron Robbins. Um, NFL! So much drama around Aaron Rodgers that Bravo named him an honorary housewife. Meanwhile, Kyler Murray's agent released a statement so long, Dostoevsky said, trim that a notch. PGA Phil Mickelson, intense criticism from the golf world for saying the Saudi government was scary motherfuckers and they'd killed Adnan Khashoggi. Said the PGA, we only want the truth when it comes to golf scores. And finally, this week is worst history. At the date, 1940, the place Madison Square Garden, New York, in the first ever televised basketball game. Pitt beat Fordham 50-37, to sponsored, as I recall, by Straw Mattresses. For a good night's sleep, try Straw Mattresses. It was 1940, for God's sake. This Waterhouse <laughs> Update, sponsored by the Dollar Confederate Statue Store. Now, here's your host, Jeff Cesario. Yes. <laughs> Thank Bravo, you, Chet. Chet. Wow. Great job, Chet. That was superb. Uh, my guest today produced uh, most of the podcasts 
and uh, assistant producer. Who knows what your the, the hell your duties? Your duties cover everything from uh, from producing to uh, handholding to guest segment producing all that. So Not got, in that order. No, I got uh, Chris Laxamana and uh, Gary Smith and the great Matt Fondler here. Uh, we're going to play worst gig in a minute, but first let's settle up this whole blue gate thing at the front of the at the front of the thing. What's going on here? How come we can't get this together? Yeah. Where who's where you walk in first? And I'm told, Matt, that you only lift half the gate. Is this true? <laughs> what is going on? He doesn't even lift. He he slides open the larger half of the gate. Yeah. leaves the smaller half of the gate and both tracks, right. which lift down. Yeah. So 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 you 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 open it enough to get yourself in. That's right. I'm extremely busy. I have so much time. <laughs> sure, sure. And you know when I'm in, when I come in, my hands are full. I got a bagel in one hand, I got mm. coffee in the other hand. And, and what am work, I supposed to do? You're carrying work yeah, as carrying well work. between the two. Yeah, sure. yeah. What am I supposed to do? Put them down and open the gate all the way? No. I see <laughs> no. Gary's coming into the parking lot. He's always coming in late. He's never got anything to do. Wow. The man sure. has plenty of time to slide the gate open. Well, <laughs> so, so we're already into uh, into sort of a marriage counseling form of uh, a podcast. Well, it's- the way we got into it here is because, as a matter of fact, today I came in with a devil may care attitude, and I just stepped right over that gate and I yeah. went to work yeah. because I only had a few minutes left to prep for this show. I knew you were coming in, yeah. you know, big time, big time podcaster, sure, Jeff Cesario. So yeah. I got to get gotta get the studio ready. We don't yeah. usually do it in here, and I just said screw it. And then Jeff and I were sitting in my office, and Chris came through the door, and yes. Matt Chris goes. Why does nobody ever lift this goddamn gate? What is going on around here? Oh, I see. And I must admit, I did take, a, uh, as uh, Gary Delabate would say, a bit of a stumble over that on the way <laughs> oh, in. See? I wow. Did, uh, it's consequences And, you know, actions. I am 103, so there is some yeah. consequences if I fall. You could have cost us like a death. national treasure. Yes, that's God right. Damn it. <laughs> and his name is Russell Peters. But he won't be until later. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the question. Is the gate... Still down. No, no. Chris rectified it. Okay. As I yeah. as I do most mornings. Okay. I will never let it stay down if I see it. Okay. I, I'll put the bagel down. I'll put my coffee down. Especially when I see more than one car in the parking lot and I still have to do it. Oh, it hurts. Oh, so that's the subliminal message. <laughs> yeah. When you get in and there's because there's a lot of nonverbal communication going on, and let's be honest, it's way easier to be passive aggressive than it is to actually come out and you know express your feelings. So you walk in, and if there's more than two cars in the lot, you're like, "What the yeah, fuck? That's Can't the somebody du- pick that's, up the gate?" Exactly. That's a, it's a double the double bird. Well, maybe we need to to look inward because if you think about the hierarchy of this place, the three of us are at the top. Why are we the first three people getting in here every morning? Shouldn't no, there be someone getting here, say. turning on the heat, firing yeah. up the studio lights, getting everything going, so that when we, get, when we get in here, we get to work? Yeah, but the problem is you, the one thing you don't have is the uh, power to hire. So yeah. you're screwed there. You, yeah. can't, you can't hire a gopher. Know, if you could, you would. Next next interview, next job interview that we give, they're gonna. I'm going to have them go to that gate and just see their lifting how quickly capabilities. Oh, see how they can do it. Yeah, I'm going to give them things to hold in both hands sure. and see right. how they do. With, see, yeah. Right. I and think also we should send them on a few mock uh, lunch runs and we should do like a secret shopper and send another employee who they haven't met to do the exact same lunch run and observe You know what their wow. habits are. Yeah. This is good. We've, we've had problems in the past, Jeff. I'm, I'm just I'm, trying to think ahead. So I'm trying to figure out why nobody wants to work for us. <laughs> you can see where the priorities are. This is what it's like anywhere in any industry, that, that when you've worked in it for any amount of time, it breaks down to this. Who's getting the fucking gate and what about lunch? Yeah. That's yeah. really 
what it comes down to. I swear they're doing this at the Pentagon right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody's bitching and moaning. Okay, so now – Biden, put the gate up, goddammit. <laughs> exactly. So let's, let's – let's, give me a general focus of your main duties because I know there's a lot of podcasts here. Yeah. yeah. Chris, you're focusing on, on, the, on the Corolla podcast. The Corolla podcast. show. Yeah. Yeah, I handle I, – I, I hand, I'm like the showrunner of that show. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. handle all the producing duties and, and stuff. So. And Gary? Uh, my main focus lately has been reasonable doubt though i also have uh you know pri- uh i have responsibilities for both the adam and dr drew show which is three times a week i share that with matthew over there who is uh makes that job very easy when there's two of us on on one show and then we also co-produce uh, ace on the house which is our, our building oh, sure, the, the home uh, i yeah. like that mm-hmm. show yeah it's a great show and then i also uh i i've handed off some of the duties in in more recent years but i started as the producer on uh, take a knee and i'm still involved in i would say the executive producing duties of that show. I, I've handed off some of the day-to-day, but I'm still kind of keeping things square on the back And what's end. the Take an E show? Take an E is Adam's motivational podcast. It's oh, one-on-one. You've been on it before. Yeah. yeah. It's I've one-on-one, hour-long. It's the only podcast we have here that lives behind a paywall, so to speak. Ah. And, uh, you know, it's once a week, one hour, uninterrupted, no ads. So it's a little unique in that that sense, as uh, most of our right. other shows are ad-supported. I've been on it. But, uh, Matt, I can't be bothered with show names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, you're a, gig, you're a bit of a catch-all. You're doing yep. – you're producing. You're also still – functioning as Adam's kind of right hand? Yeah, I would say so. I do all the scheduling around here, making sure that just whether or not he's in this building, his day makes sense. And then also the various shows that record here, making sure there's no overlap there. Um, I also have a big hand in all the advertising that's across all the different shows. And so a big part of my job is helping to, you know, disseminate all the scripts to the right producers and making sure the right spots run in the right place. Right. Um, and then, you know, pretty yeah. much anything Adam needs. He makes the place go. Yeah. Unless there's a gate. <laughs> exactly. That endorsement, guys. I hate to cut in. Uh, sponsored by River Glance, the Irish dance sensation where only their eyes move. Right, <laughs> back to, uh, back to the show. Uh, here's what I enjoy about being a guest on the show is looking over into that little glass window there. Uh, when Adam needs something from here in the studio mm-hmm. and shouts over there, and then it's just blind panic because it's 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 clearly Mr. Big asking for something, and it's just like, oh God, yeah. Well, it's usually <laughs> a reference to something that happened before any of us were born. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a little hard to find the context more, of more uh, like what a, he's looking for. Like yeah. a codger Google. That's yeah. what you need. Yeah. It's just immediate. Exactly. It eliminates anything from post nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah. He also that likes to helpful. do things like I got a tweet this weekend. I don't remember who it was from or what it said. But I go believe, find it. I believe the word impeccable was in there, yeah. and then it turns out it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, well, we've been searching based on the impeccable information because it's the only piece you gave us, and I'm sorry that we failed. <laughs> So now, is that the is that the the scariest moment? What's the scariest moment for you guys in 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 the uh, uh, Corolla Podcast universe? Is it that? Is it is it having to tell someone a, a guest bailed? Well, generally, uh, the gate is my nightmare. The gate is my your nightmare. nightmare. Well, that's been proven. Um, but aside from that joke that I've beaten into the ground, I would say anytime I sense that Adam's a little upset about something that I don't quite know. Yeah. You know, if, if he starts the phone call with Matt, my pulse <laughs> will just go straight through the roof because 
there, there's nothing good that's following yeah. that sentence. That's called an interesting line reading. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you could say Matt. Yeah, there's, there's one A. If, that if way, he puts uh, five A's in it, Matt, mm. then I'm well, like, uh-oh. The, uh, it's the uptick yeah. that really yeah, implies I have been thinking about this and actually talking about it with somebody else for a while. Matt? Yeah. Answer. I yeah. need an answer from you about something you probably don't have an answer. Right. Or remember when we talked about dot, dot, dot? The answer is usually no, I don't. I do not remember. This is oh not good. Boy. Sounds like my marriage. <laughs> yeah. Frightening. Yeah, that's that's mine too. It's if if uh, if I forget something and then I realize it's too late. So so he'll go like in mid show. Oh, Chris, let's do, let's bring up that video that I asked you to pull, and I and I oh, did not wow. do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's akin to like uh, I, I used to be in vocal jazz uh, in like an acapella thing. Ooh. Wow, sort of a take six ish. Yeah, and wow. I remember I, w- I would come in a class and we had a very strict teacher, all like whiplash, and uh, wow. and I remember if we we she'd go okay. Let's go all over all of our parts, and I had no idea what my part was, and just break out in a flop sweat, and just want to be anywhere else in the world but right here, right now. Has uh, the tactic of bullshitting come into play? Is that doable? Because it is television, in a sense. It's yeah. show business, podcasting, television. It's you know when you guys are broadcasting cinema. I mean, because I know there were times when I was producing. Where I would go, yeah, that didn't come in. Well, I didn't oh, yeah, in. yeah. You know, I just just because I know if I can say it with confidence. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I try to say it with confidence. Luckily, Adam isn't very uh, technologically uh, savvy. Savvy, so I could just like, oh yeah, I tried to uh, hack into the mainframe and it uh, it didn't it didn't <laughs> show up. I, <laughs> I will say, however, that. Although Chris is correct that Adam's not that technolo- technologically savvy and that does work to our advantage from time to time, there is a sense of people online that we just claim the internet is out anytime we want to get out of something, which uh-huh. is not the case. We had – for a very long time, up until about a year ago, we did have the worst internet in the world and there was only one service provider at this address in Glendale and it would just routinely go down. And then when that would happen, there's nothing you can say because that's the truth. Right. But yeah, it's – uh I don't know. For me, I would say the hardest thing – it's funny that Matt and Chris both kind of said this, but my, my joke answer was going to be anytime I hear my first name said out loud. I don't, oh, I, yeah. I don't like that. That just, no. that just raises my anxiety. <laughs> but lately, lately what's been really scary is that I uh, have become something of a voice a little bit on reasonable doubt. Um, and I'll jump in or they'll ask me for things and I'll give them information. Uh, the scariest thing for me lately has been when Mark a few times at the last second has just said, hey, I'm in a hearing. I can't make the show. Just you fill in for me. And then there's five minutes to showtime and it's a topical news show. And I'm now gone from yeah. I'm going to throw some stuff in to I need to present stories for Adam to talk about and then try to get out of the way and know when to jump in with the next one. And Yeah. Welcome to five minute law school. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 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 Good Lord. And also, of course, uh, having to carve out time to produce this little ah, that's that's, <laughs> this little that's a tree. Here. That's a tree. Uh, how do you keep a life going outside this? Because he's got a ton of podcasts. You're involved in all of them for the most part. Then uh, he's doing road work and there is just, you know, the the caveat that most of you have to go on the road. Uh, it's really Chris. It's, it's just Chris, Chris these days. Chris is really the one who yeah. should be feeling this one because I, I don't want to speak for Gary, but I know that my weekends and evenings are usually pretty oh, that, much. So I can do what I need to do. So you have an option for a real life that I you've do, chosen I, to ignore largely. That's correct. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> 
I made it very clear early on, too, when I first started working here over a decade ago that I just was not interested in going to the live performances. Right, right. Um, just to sort of preserve a little bit of personal time in the evening. You know, no one's interested, probably including <laughs> yeah. Adam, in going to the live performances. Yeah, it's a job. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll. Uh, I do work a lot of weekends, and I do spend a lot of time here and, and working here. So I'll come. I'll come back from a long work trip, and I'll go into Matt's office, and I go, "Tell me about your weekend. I want every detail." <laughs> yeah, and I just close my eyes, and I just listen and pretend it's me living vicariously. Yeah, yeah. through. Matt Fondler. Man, I have is, great weekends. Yep. That's a tough one. I used to go on the road with Adam, and I will say it's miraculous that I was able to date, find a woman, and get her to marry me during all of that wow. insanity. But uh, lately, uh, the, I mean, I'm sorry, Chris, plug your ears, but when he travels, I end up with long weekends. I mean, I'm still on my computer nice. yeah, and whatever, but it, it, I no longer have to commute, which for me is a very – that's you know, a couple hours each day. I've chosen to live pretty far away from here, um, which is complicated. So when he goes on the road, I, I get to work from home. I still have to be at my computer. I, I'm, right, not, you right. know, I'm not out at a club, but uh, it's, it takes a lot of stress off of my life. Right. That's cool. So you literally – yeah, it was almost Stockholm syndrome. You, you like fell in love with another prisoner of war somehow, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> in this ah. hazy gray area, and yeah. were able to make a relationship work. Hey guys, that's sponsored by Nugentix Wiener Pills directly from Ted Nugent. <laughs> All right, let, <laughs> let's dive on into the worst Nugent's kicks. Just taking it in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> We've been. Uh, uh, maneuvering around it anyway, but but you know uh, the the, uh, the worst gig uh, uh, you know it, it doesn't have to be here. Although I'm guessing there there may be some that qualify uh, from here, especially maybe some road gigs. But you know any any anything in your life, uh, but but uh, uh, you know something that sticks out in your head when you think about it, and, and it just gives you that douche chill up your spine where you go, oh god, <laughs> I don't want to have to do that ever again. Hmm. Hey, what do you guys? Uh, mine's okay. So mine is uh, a little weird. I when I got out of college, uh, the plan was that I was going to go back and go to business school or law school, and I went to start studying. Whose plan? Mine. Oh, okay. it, it was my Who's, plan. All right. Uh, and I, I went and took one class for the for the business school, you know, prep to take the entrance exam. I saw the math and I said, "Fuck that!" And I just decided I was going to go to law school. And then a close friend of my dad's took me aside and said, hey, do you know – I was a very successful guy. And he said, do you know I was a lawyer? I said, I had no idea. I thought you worked – and he was like, yeah. It's because I fucking ran from it. It was awful. Wow. He was like, you should not <laughs> spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to go into this industry until you go work in it. So if you're smart, you will go get a job working in the law industry for at least a year and then decide whether or not you want to take the time and money to go do this. Wow. Smart. And so, yeah. yeah, very smart. And I trusted this guy. And like I said, he was very successful. So I took his word for it. Um, so I was also 22-ish and lazy. And I didn't want to go find a job. So I thought, oh, well, my best friend's dad owns a law firm. I'll just go beg them for a job. And I did. And, it, and they gave me one. And they put me in the back. And they said, your job is to uh, create new files when we get new clients to come in here and answer the phone and talk to clients when they call with questions. And I said, OK. And I started doing it. As it turned out, it was the largest eviction law firm in Los Angeles. Oh, so boy. every time the phone rings, either I'm being evicted because I didn't get to the post office before five to mail my rent check and my five kids are going to have nowhere to live, or there are squatters in my parents' income property and they can't pay for their medicine. And it's just that all day. All day. All day. 
And I started listening to this podcast called The Adam Carolla Show to get through it in an earbud, and then I just went and begged for an internship there. Wow. Wow. Wow, that yeah. is a that is a that is a worst gig with a silver lining. Yeah, yeah, yeah it worked out. That's it worked impressive. out, and, and you know, I all so all it wasn't love... exactly Boston legal. Is which there weren't hot chicks running around. You were in a, some little uh, a mop closet that was about ninety eight degrees, answering irate calls all day. It doesn't sound like anybody was uh, ever less than irate. No, they the weren't. And when the phone was on Jeez. a slow day. He would my, – my supervisor would point to this big stack in the corner and he'd say, those are the people that are overdue on paying us. Call and yell at them. Wow. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, really? It never worked, yeah. but it was kind of fun to be able to not just have to listen to someone crying at me and just be sort of like, hey, you, you're overdue. You got to pay – you know. Yeah, I'm so conflict-averse. That, that would yeah. have freaked me Same. out. I was not good at it. But it was. But it, it was, was better. Still, it was something you looked at the money and went, "All right, fuck it." It yeah. was better than listening to people tell me that I was the reason that their Mima was not going to have food or something. Right. That oh. was just. It was brutal. Wow. Yeah. And everyone had a great story. The stories were phenomenal. They got me every time. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'm just a softy, but you couldn't budge even just a little bit, bro. I don't own this law firm. <laughs> Come on. What, the, the guy, this, my friend's dad gave me a job because this he felt bad for me. This is a law firm that does not need to advertise on television, so they're doing quite well. Yeah. Hey guys, that one I hate to interrupt again, Matt. I know you had something on your mind. That was sponsored by Rocket City, the jet blue of space travel. Back to you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maddie. All right, so I did not work at this golf course, but I did work <laughs> for a. That's one of the better for some. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I did work, work at for a sleazy sales guy who wanted to take advantage of the golfers at this golf course. And so what I had to do is this was the summer between <laughs> high school and college. I had to wake up literally before the sun came up, go to this golf course, and set up a pop tent and a folding table on a par three next to the tee box that goes over a lake and to where the green is. And from sunup till sundown, as the golfers approach this hole, I had to come up to them and say, gentlemen, let me offer you guys an incredible opportunity. You could just play this hole like you normally would. But if you give me $10 and you get a hole in one, you get a million dollars. And if you land on the green, you get a sleeve of golf balls, and several magazine subscriptions. What's it going to be, fellas? Oh, my gosh. And every single person who would pay the $10 would inevitably shank the ball into the lake and then wow. make some horrible joke about how they want their money back. Or they would not pay the $10 and then land on the green and then say, hey, going to give you that money now to get all that stuff. And I, it, would just, it was a repetitive sales gig to try to sell these hole-in-one competitions. And because it was a private golf course – by day four, it was the same golfers every single day. Oh, sure. And so nobody wanted to buy it anymore. And I had to sit there by myself in sweltering heat again. From I had to be there before the first golfer arrived, oh, and I had man. to wait until the last golfer left at the end of the day. It was the worst summer of That's life. like third shift at the strip club. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what that is. That is the weirdest sales gig. It was really, really weird. You were the living version of the final hole in putt-putt. That's correct. Yeah, exactly. Wow, yeah. Matt, you said the guy was sleazy. Do you think this million dollars existed if somebody pulled this off? I have no idea. No. I mean, Lord knows. I agree, Jeff. He made enough $10 increments that maybe he had a couple hundred grand. What was your cut out of that? I got 10%, so I got $1 for every, for every sucker. For every sucker. 
who wound up with a subscription to, uh, <laughs> to, to like Golf Digest, Kitty, yeah, exactly. Kitty Cat Monthly. Exactly. It wasn't even Golf Digest, yeah, probably. Probably not. Golf. Well, I do remember they had like this, uh, like a sand wedge or something that you could also win, and oh. I had the sample club, and so all day long I would just sit there and try to be like Tiger Woods and try to like bounce the ball onto oh. the iron multiple times in a row. Could never do more than two or three without it yeah. rolling down the hill. Yeah. It, it's dumb things like that, though that that are uh, serve a purpose in life. Uh, uh, they pr- I've had this discussion with Adam several times in this room, which is uh, you can work hard at anything you want and and make something of yourself. That's the American dream. But it has to become amended. We're living in a different time. <laughs> you have to find something at which you have an affinity. Yeah. <laughs> and you can start out in athletics by something as simple as that, killing time on a shit horrible – prostitute style <laughs> selling magazine subscriptions at the third tee box golf gig but you're bouncing the ball on a wedge and after what uh, three months of this it's still twice and off the club yeah. you go all right i have no athletic ability that's whatsoever. Right. so now you know at least it's you know that's my silver lining yeah <laughs> uh, wow <laughs> that's impressive uh, all right laxamana give me some all Come right in. Um, well, I, uh, I worked at I worked in retail. I don't know if you guys ever worked retail before. Uh, it was for a, a a little shop called Dick Tucker. No, um, Dick Tucker's. <laughs> and, uh, it was sure. it was a TJ Maxx. It's like one of those stores where they got we we got all the 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 the, the clothes that were out out of season, like the old clothes that department yeah. stores didn't want anymore. We get in, we yeah, put this, it out for this a discount. Would be the, uh, this would be in Geezer Google. Which is the uh, theme song, uh, the old theme song from TJ Maxx, which was TJ Maxx. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Geezer Google. Geezer Google. Anything before 1980. Make your jobs easier. Amazing. We've come up with it. All right, so you're working at TJ Maxx. I'm working at TJ Maxx. It was my first job. The only reason I got it was because I really wanted an iPod. And uh, <laughs> I said, wow. that would have been a coffee spit. This equipment is not mine and it's too expensive. Yeah. Oh. So needed an iPod real bad. Uh, so I, uh, I I got this retail job, my first job ever. And it's just, uh, it, yeah, it, it was just, it was folding towels all day. I could fold a towel even to this day faster than anybody you wow. have ever met and perfectly. And uh, it would, you just get the weirdest customers. Like I remember, I was seeing, I saw a, a lady just uh, looking at some of the the stuff uh, in the clearance section, and she's she's talking like, "Oh, check this out!" Like she has one of those Bluetooth speakers in, and I'm just staring at her like, "Wow, what is who's she talking to?" And she turns, and there's a parrot on her shoulder, and she's just, <laughs> and she's just showing her parrot just just random things, and 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 uh, and, and I remember like just to pass the time because I I, just, I would just hang out folding towels under this one speaker in the ceiling because that was just where the music was the loudest and I could kind of just turn off my my brain and just refold fold sure. towels the whole time to listening to music that was popular five years prior to sure. that day and um, parrot popular yeah parrot popular yes and then. Uh, I mean, I got robbed a few times. Got uh, you know, we check out things. Wait a second, you got robbed a few times? Yeah, I, I would I would work the cashier register, and like uh, I remember one time I'm scanning a purse, and 
it scans over like, oh, this is a this is a piece of glassware or, or dinnerware or something. I'm like, oh, this is the wrong this is the wrong sticker. I better go change it. And then the guy would just flashes some garden shears at me and just goes, <laughs> put it in the bag. Like, wow, you got it, sir. <laughs> just put it right, put it well, right. Hey, in the nothing bag. against the parrot, but I think you just topped yourself. Yeah, yeah. put it in the bag and then. <laughs> And so we're, up at let's point. go rob a TJ Maxx with some garden shears. Yeah, what do you say? Look, Matt, it, it, it happened. Or you just <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be putting clothes back. And it's like, wait, this is how a, old are you? What are you like, sixteen, seventeen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wanted that iPod wanted so that. bad. Yeah, there was only one stab wound. It's really wide and sharp and <laughs> serrated and double bladed, yeah. and apparently it was over, uh, you know, a pair of. Uh, Lee jeans. Yeah, he might have got those garden shears from us too. We should have probably sold those. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then and then uh, and then at the end of it, I, I found because it, it took me. It, I didn't want to work there initially, but it was the only job I could find because nobody else wanted to hire me. And then I found out about a year and a half in, uh, my my boss is just he comes up and he's like, "Hey, so how's the surf?" And I go, "What are you talking about?" He's like, oh, like um, I've been surfing lately, and I go, "I've never I've never surfed in my life," and and he responds with. Wait, what are you talking about? We met at the beach. That's why I hired you. I thought, wait, well, you're you're not the guy that I met at the beach and said he'd come in for an interview. And I was like, I've never, I've never served in my life. Like, but luckily, I look like a guy that wow, he went surfing. That's with. impressive. Uh, that guy uh, on the beach was like, no one's ever stolen anything from me. I'm the best security guard. He's still yeah, hire me. All my coworkers lift the gate. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that one's sponsored by Stripper Pole, the fishing rod that'll make them dance right into the boat. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, on oh, this those. gig, those are great. That's so great to just be 17 and find out that, A, you almost got killed by garden shears, and you you got your job because you vaguely resemble <laughs> yeah, a surfer. I'll take it. A, uh, a vagrant. <laughs> Probably was. That's a good I was, shot. I was pretty disheveled myself. What's the uh, worst booking nightmare you've had? On this gig, on these Corolla podcasts. Oh, booking. Because you are booking so many shows here. You're oh, rotating yeah. people in and out. And, and having done some of this for television, I know that nightmare. We did a, We used to do a thing on uh, the Larry Sanders show, uh, which fortunately I did not have to book, uh, where a script would come in over the weekend and it would be great. And everybody would read it. And on Monday, everybody would go, you know who would be perfect for this? Robert De Niro would be perfect for this part. And then literally Friday, seven hours before shooting, people would be running around yelling, get me Bruno Kirby, quick! <laughs> you <know? laughs> so you go through five days of hell trying yeah. to book De Niro, then the guy after De Niro, then the guy after – and finally you just go, who can we actually get yeah. physically yeah. in the plant here? Who? I mean my, my, my stories are just I hate getting double booked. Unknowingly, that. and that happens every once in a while, just because there's a lot of moving parts, and we'll be we'll be mid show, and a guy will walk in, a celebrity, oh, and just uh, sits down like, "Hey, I'm ready to go on, I'm really excited," and <laughs> and I have to I have to just tell him, I had no idea you were coming in. Adam had no idea. You can't. We can't get you in there. I'm so yeah. sorry. Like oh, I wish I wish I wish I had Gary's job to give me some training for breaking some hearts because I just had to tell this guy oh, to go yeah. home. He literally had to call him up. And yeah. Say, yeah. We're not covering that. I will yeah. say uh, that's always really hard when the show is going and a guest comes in because they can hear it in the building. They're like, "All right, let's do this." Like, when when are you getting me in there? What's harder is when a guest will arrive for a show and Adam's 
gone for the day or not coming in today and we're just sitting here working on other stuff and they've just been booked for a phantom show. Yeah. Wow. It's like, do you want to you want to come on water cooler? Yeah, like straight up. It's <laughs> like, like there was this one guy who like he had uh he had had he had been driven up from like South Orange County and he like showed up like raring to go and I had to be oh. like that was next week, man. Like everyone's out of town today. That's on him though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that's on him. I can't remember that one, but yeah, probably. <laughs> The only thing I will add to what these guys are saying is when a guest shows up with somebody that they think is going to go on oh, with them. God, that's tough. Oh, so wow. for example, oh, yeah, wow. I booked I the like the Take a Knee, the motivational podcast. That's one of the shows I book, and we had a woman who essentially is living hashtag van life. You know, she picked right. up and now she just goes across the country. Very successful woman, but she came with her whole family. And she was like, are you guys ready? We're all going to go in and tell our family story. And in my brand, I'm like, no, we have this this woman. That's it. We're not yeah. we're not talking to your your 35-year-old husband who uh, is your passenger and your co-pilot. Like, this is a sure. show about success and motivation. I don't care that your 14-year-old got straight A's this week. Yeah. And we- it's so uncomfortable to be like, listen, we're just having – Anne on the show, and the rest of you yeah. have to sit in the back. We'll put the speakers on, though. You know, it's, like, it's so uncomfortable. We've got some leftover almonds in the bottom yeah. of a bag exactly. next to the coffee yeah. maker you can try. <laughs> Although I would say it would be interesting to find out how the kid got straight A's in the back of a van. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. <laughs> that would be Well, her, her, be her teachers were in the front seat. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. exactly. We also don't need to name names. That there's been more than a few people who have come through this building and barricaded themselves in our bathroom for extended periods of time maybe for illicit activities maybe yes. probably i don't know we don't have cameras in there but they come out and they're happy and then they want to go back in there and we're wow. in the middle of the show and yeah <laughs> those te- those people tend to roll with a crew as well yeah and, and i would think though that they would be more open to being booked on something they were not prepared to be booked on so yeah if you went, yeah uh, adam left for the day would you like to come on you know uh car talk right with me and chris <laughs> microphone's a microphone yeah man whatever yeah (laughs) can i go to the bathroom first all right (laughs) hey sponsored by zigzag zip cream your zits will never see it coming guys serpentine with zigzag zip cream Uh, can i get can i get one worst gig that you had absolutely yeah i'd love to hear one oh uh let's see a worst gig of mine um at uh the queen latifah show they specifically hired writers uh, who had late-night experience because they wanted – it was a daytime show. They wanted to give her opening 11-minute act, mm-hmm. uh, more of a late-night feel, which is a red flag immediately because you know what's going to happen, which is 40 hours into the gig, they're going to go, yeah, we can't do any of that. Right. Uh, it's a daytime, daytime show. Yeah. yeah. Risk but, but, you know, we all took the gig anyway. And there was only three of us. It was like the Siege of Baston, that gig. It was like we <laughs> just kept lobbing stuff over the wall going, fuck me, fuck you. But the great thing was we were all from late night. So we went straight from joke – to punchline, set up punchline. That's what we were used to. In daytime, you got to do set up, take away information punchline. I mean, it's like there's no real jokes to be done. So they they had us starting to do other things, uh, like we had to produce like these mini game games inside the show, you know, like shoes or lose, you know, and we're, we're giving away <laughs> shoes oh. or lose. You know, we're like <laughs> we're all like. 
Are you fucking insane? <laughs> we write jokes for a living. I don't know how to do it. And I've got, you know, a thousand years of experience. I mean, I'm old when I took that gift, you know, and I'm like, I don't know how to produce this to your satisfaction. Yeah. Why you should pull someone from human interest. That's the other thing. With you, Boy, you think light night's cutthroat. Forget it. Daytime. Yeah. They will slice your throat on a <laughs> moment's provocation. They don't care because there's a human interest division and a guest interview division. And then you're just the joke writer from up there. And then there's a whole road division and you your don't field matter. Piece. Yeah, I, you don't matter. And and there's nine cooks in the kitchen. Uh, you know, there's the network. There's the there's the agencies. There's the managers. There's the distributors. The syndicators. It's crazy how much money's at stake. So so they assign me this game where I have to produce something with a with a with one of those. Uh, Crank baskets where there's sure. a bunch of like uh, bingo ball. names inside, and you oh, know, yeah. it has to turn, and you have to reach in and pull out the winner of whatever it was, some stupid trip. And and I was supposed to produce it, and I was like, uh, you know, thank God they had a basket, and we wound up spray painting it gold. And then, and the the executive producer at one point they're doing the game, and something isn't right, you know, for her, and, and she's correct. Something wasn't painted the right color, or there was. The, the, I think it was the gate on the basket was like – It was a little flop. more involved than yeah. just like, – yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I didn't do it. You know? And she goes – she turns to me and she goes, what the hell's wrong with the basket? And I literally were whispering so loudly. I whispered like the whole crowd heard. I went, I don't fucking know. <laughs> and so for a week – this woman, any meeting we were in, she said, well, I hope Jeff doesn't swear at me today. Oh, you know? no. I was like, oh, oh God. I'm in now. the doghouse for this. Yeah. How long is this going to be? But, yeah, that was one that stuck <laughs> out in my mind. <laughs> on the road, when you go on the road, Chris and Gary, you've been on the road. And you have done some. I've driven on a road. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you come on the cruises. That's um, true, yeah. Because I know these gigs can be – you know, Adam is – he has, uh, you know, a battery that won't stop. It's it's literally solar powered. So anytime, day or night, he can get up and boom, he's working at yeah. peak efficiency immediately. So you're on a road with a human being like that who's ultra efficient, super mm-hmm. funny, sees things like, you know, like a, like a scanner, boom, and knows exactly, all right, that shouldn't be there, that shouldn't be there. All right, let's go. I'm ready to go. What's up with you guys? You know, that feel, you know, What's the what's the weirdest moment you've had on the road with him? Oh, um, the, I mean, the first, the only one that really comes to mind is we were leaving to do a trip uh, to go to Oklahoma City, and uh, that morning I had the craziest gout attack in my, in my in my left ankle. My left ankle swelled up to the size of a softball, and I, and I couldn't walk. Like I really, I, and I come. You have I come the with, diet of royalty. Yeah. What are you eating? Gout is like it was like, like a super rich person. <laughs> what are you eating? It's like it, no, it, more caviar and dark chocolate. Please. You would you would think so, but no, it's just a ton of organ meat. <laughs> so why why or. Because we uh, we look, I I try to live on the weekends, and I I want my my menudo or my uh, you know or some weird tacos. I enjoy, I enjoy gamey stuff. No big deal. And some weird tacos. Uh, Boy, there's a truck. Yeah. There's, a, there's a truck with a Hemi on it. We serve the weird tacos. Here's the cops. Get out. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I, I and I had to come with bags, and I I barely made I barely made it to my flight because I I had to walk all the way down there. Oh my god! And, so you're um, limping with and, gout. Yeah, I'm limping with gout, oh and then we we get in the plane, and turns out Dennis Quaid's on our plane. Uh, just sitting, sitting like uh, he's sitting in coach. I'm sitting. He we were he's sitting in the in the uh, a row across from me, uh, across the aisle from me. And so Adam's talking to Dennis Quaid, and they all get out and they all want to hang and go walk because we had a layover in Denver, which turns out is the biggest airport in the world. Yeah. It felt like yeah. so, and we had to we had to walk to our next gate, which was really far. So they're just walking along, Adam and Dennis Quaid. Just turning back, looking at me as I'm just like, go ahead, go ahead, as I'm like, like trying to just make it over there, like oh acting like nothing's God. wrong, and uh, and then I remember, uh, yeah, so they we barely make that flight. Like I I, I was convinced I wasn't going to make that that wow. layover flight, and uh, and then we get to Oklahoma City, and we have to go to the club, and it's all everything's walking like Matt. But makes everything sure. close, so we, we don't have to drive anywhere, which is usually awesome, but not not that time. So I had to rent scooters and just scooter my way like to, to the club and everywhere. And yeah, the whole weekend I just could I couldn't walk. I couldn't the walk. The gout scooter, the little the, yeah. the little prince scooter. Is yeah, what and on. you would think like like if it was a rich person's disease because I would I would proclaim that to every, okay everybody I have gout sorry like I just have, you know as, as a way oh of bragging but no was, I was more embarrassed than anything. that's impressive that actually reminds me of another one that I will make extremely brief I was uh, uh, executive producing a show for Animal Planet called Animal Nation with Anthony Anderson as the host this is only about three four years ago. And uh, the producer, the the head executive producer, it was his production company. We were going to, to go talk to Anthony Anderson on the set of Blackish, and I wasn't even sure why, but we had to have all this stuff ready to go. And uh, something screwed up with the printer, and he comes in and goes, "The printer screwed up," and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and he goes, well, go fix it. I go, uh, you better have like a 19-year-old around to handle that because I don't kind of That's not do on Geezer Google, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so now he's pissed. So now we're running out to get into the car to go to the gig. And uh, I trip and I break my ankle. And I know it's oh. broken because I've broken my ankle like three times in my life. Oh, oh my God. So I limp into yeah, the car because I don't want to screw up this pitch. We go to, we go to Blackish, but it's not, it's not on stage. They're on location that week, and 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 it's like oh, these fields over at the uh, Griffith Park uh, Horse Sanctuary or whatever the hell it is. And like the, the tent is a mile from where they're shooting, so I'm so rolling I'm, hills. I, I'm literally hauling this broken ankle around to go, and then we get in Anthony Anderson's trailer, and Anthony Anderson goes, "All right, so." Pitch me this thing. What do you want? What, what, what are you thinking I'm going to try to do here? What, what, are you, what are you trying to pitch me? And I realized, oh, this executive producer has not sold the show yet. Wow. Oh, no. so I, oh good. So you have a broken ankle and you're in the yeah. middle of a pitch meeting. <laughs> right. Yeah. My, my eyes oh. are rolling back in my head. <laughs> Fortunately, we sold it. He was a monster. He was a great host. That guy could host a talk show like yeah. that overnight yeah. if he wanted to. All right. We're almost out of time, but, but let's get a little sports in here unless anybody's got a, a last – Gary, did you have a road story? I'll give you a quick one. This was uh, during the pandemic. And it was the first time we were going out on the road in quite a while. And Mike August sold it so that it was going to be a live reasonable doubt as well as a live ACS. So for the first time probably ever, Chris and I went on the road together. It was just us, August and Adam, and then Mark Garrigus met us in Salt Lake City. We get in the first night. Uh, we do the first show. Uh, that's just an ACS show. We go back to our hotel go to bed. The next day is going to be another ACS and reasonable doubt. I wake up on day two. 
little tired. My eyes hurt a little bit, but I've had eye problems in the past. I have drops for it. So I go into my dob kit in the in the hotel. Sure. I get out the drops. I put three in each eye, and then I go down to meet Chris to have a coffee. We're walking through Salt Lake City, and I'm, I'm looking around. I'm like, what the fuck is everything a little blurry? And then an hour later, I go back to my hotel room as my eyes have gone completely blurry. I take a picture of the drops that I use, and I figure out how to text it to my wife, barely. Right. And she looks it up. It's the dilating drops from when I was having the eye problems and the doctor wanted me to come in for my appointments with my eyes already dilated that I had apparently thrown in my travel dob kit. So I have not used soothing eye kits or eye drops. I have used dilating eye drops and right. I will be blind for the next 36 hours. So I had to do the show wow. wearing sunglasses. I had to have Chris read me my computer when I was trying to like put wow. up songs and shit. I, yeah. bl- I blinded myself. I was, was useless. There was no reason was. for me to be he, in Utah. He was, I was a seeing eye dog. I, I, was, take, I was walking him like around. like a circus freak show on, on the road. You got one guy with gout, a blind guy. Yeah. Exactly. No wonder yeah. Adam's like, hey, can I get somebody around here to help me? August is in the back betting on Division Three football yeah. and oatmeal raisin cookies. I mean, we were we were the band, band that couldn't shoot straight. That is hilarious. Uh, uh, oh, guys, hey, that one was sponsored by Gascade. Let your wind out in gentle, hard-to-pinpoint waves with Gascade. Uh, uh, all right. Um, uh, last sports thing. Uh, uh, Gary, are you excited about Lincoln Riley at USC? Yes, I am. I think that he is going to be excellent at recruiting. I think he was very smart to get out of the SEC while he still could and cash in, move out yeah, to Hollywood. they're moving. Oklahoma's moving to the SEC yeah. next year. Yeah, like and he doesn't want that smoke. It's going to be much easier to recruit living in yeah. L.A. and at USC. They've got all the money in the world. You know, he's he's got players following him already. I'm optimistic. Yeah. Plus, uh, if you stay and join the uh, SEC and you're either Texas or Oklahoma, you are probably battling for third or fourth or fifth place. If you're lucky. Oh, oh, if you're lucky. That's, my, that's exactly my point. So they're, And they're one and two in the Big 12, and they're right. consistently one and two for the most part in the Big 12. So suddenly you're battling for fourth or fifth. Even if they expand the playoffs to 12 teams. You're still pretty much yeah. a, a middling coach in a power right. division. But, you know, why not come out to L.A. and try to restore USC to the glory it once knew? And, you know, one one the- word of caution for Lincoln Riley. It's Hollywood, baby. Blow. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Somebody walks in with blow. <laughs> Do it. He's never seen the likes of L.A. blow, at least. <laughs> he gets that pretty soon. It's like, hey, six and six is a cool record. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody problem? Chris, anything on your sports radar? Um, I, I'm, I've, I've just been watching a lot of basketball. I, I, uh, NBA. NBA. Yeah. yeah I'm, and uh, just watching like the Lakers and how terrible they're being. Um, the uh, I'm really liking uh, John Morant in Memphis. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, he's he's impressive. Yeah, he's he's probably my favorite player to watch right now. But uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Just watching basketball basketball highlights. I mean, it's the only game that's really on like, kind of late at night. So when I when I'm done working here, I could I could catch something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so literally in the uh, 45 minute window you have between yeah. 12:45 a.m. and two, yeah. there's some highlights. I, that you yeah, <laughs> until until uh, some <laughs> some soccer. <laughs> Matt, on your laissez-faire yeah, long weekend yeah. that you have That's carved right. out for yourself uh-huh. by putting it in your contract ten years ago, <laughs> you watching anything? What do you? What's what caught your eye? Uh, absolutely nothing. No, no Beautiful. sports to be found. Uh, I'll tell you a funny. What anecdote. are you watching? 
What do you like? Uh, well, because I'm married, I watch a lot of crappy reality TV shows, and I watch a lot of just like, you know, drama. Uh, did you Netflix see drama. the uh, premiere of American Idol? I did not. I oh, should have. have to watch it. It's I used great. to love American Idol. They get you every damn year. That is a superbly produced show. Their producers yeah. have that formula down, yeah. and it's like it, you have to imagine they've got 50 more in their pocket that yeah. they're just waiting for next year and the next year. I yeah. mean, the stories, stories yeah. are so fucking so perfect. compelling. They oh, are yeah. so per- And then the people can actually f- sing. Yeah. It's, it's like it's almost infuriating. Yeah, it, because it, you do end up crying, and the people can sing, and it's like, how are both of those things true? Sixteen people in a row every year. Yeah, people always tell me to try out for American Idol, and uh, I could just see them like coming back here with their cameras, filming my B story. <laughs> yeah, Adam yelling at me, me <laughs> looking at the camera. Like, <laughs> Plus, everybody at home going, "He's got a full time job." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one died. That's not fair. My guest today uh, from the Adam Carolla juggernaut, Matt Fondler, Chris Laxamon. And Gary Smith, who also uh, produces this podcast. Guys, thanks for coming on. Let me see. We got uh, uh, follow me on Twitter on G, uh, G. Patrick Smith. And is it full Chris Laxamana at Chris yeah. Laxamana? Matt Fondelier. There you go. What else can we watch for out of the – because I know you guys have uh, – you still doing the water cooler? You're still doing the water still cooler. Still doing oh, yeah. the water cooler. It's quite cooler. popular, as I recall. Twice a week. Yeah, it's very popular. Uh, yeah, just uh, check it out. Wa- the water cooler, water cooler podcast, anywhere you find podcasts. And, uh, and it's on YouTube as well. Uh, wow. Fine, I'll be that guy. We also have a Patreon, so if you want more water cooler than than is available there for free, Patreon dot com slash water cooler, and we do fun stuff like watch movies and and talk along. Do like oh, a, cool. Matt just picked the last one. We watched Anaconda and sat here and cracked wise over it. Wow, it was great. It was fun. Hey guys, maybe I could come in a little. Oh, sure, love you. more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's great, Father. Thank you so much for doing this, guys. Much appreciated. Thanks for having thanks, us. Thanks yeah, for having thanks us. For having us. Uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, Real Jeff Cesario. My album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming everywhere. The Play With Pain mugs are available at jeffcesario.com. These are cool mugs. They have Chet on one side and Play With Pain on the other side. And I'm perilously close to actually getting a check from uh, <laughs> Cafe Press. Wow. If I sell like two more mugs, I'll get my first check. Look at you. So I'm appealing uh, to my uh, vast... Uh, a pool of listeners to go out and buy a couple of mugs to make the check. Uh, look for me soon on the road. I'm going to book some book some stuff very soon uh, now that the cloud is lifting. Uh, uh, Chet, what do you got cooking? Hey, guys, uh, this weekend I'll be in Bleached Skull, Texas, calling the first-timers rodeo in the parking lot of Our Lady of the Saddle Sores Medical Center. Sponsored by, <laughs> oh, let's see, who do we got here? Sponsored by Handelabra, the world's fanciest doorknob. And 45-hour <laughs> energy drink, live big, crash hard. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.